How could something wow. that feels so right be so boong? Dr. Tar. This is Professor uh, Bin Nye. Black Dye Professor Feather Bin Nye. This is the Midnight Ged Tsetse Fly. This is still Dr. Head. <laughs> the Blue Fez returns. I can never tell if he's happy or throwing up. It's a little both. <laughs> All right, so what do we got going on today? Well, fellow inmates, we are going to talk about our favorite visual makeup effect, special effect in horror science fiction. That is today's topic. Yeah. So I think what I would like to do is I would just like to turn it over to the group get you guys started because i have a few but i don't want to stomp on anybody's toes and i'll i'll come in here at the end here and throw in although i have a feeling uh we're all probably going to have the same uh so i'm going to add, we're, we're going to start with uh professor feather because he he got us started on a pre-show discussion about uh alligator costumes so i think uh he should lead us off oh boy <laughs> <laughs> well Jack Pierce. There you go. That's good. One of my all-time favorites, I think. Uh, Tar, what do you think? I agree with that one. Uh, I was thinking, too, like, uh, I guess I'm kind of relating the first time you become aware of all this stuff. was uh, Pierce was one. Uh, uh, Blasdell is another one. The 50s. You Absolutely. Know that, you know, and, and I know there's so much better makeup out there, but come on, these, these were classic looks that still kind of resonate through the you know visual imagery and stuff it's it's kind of cool iconic yes very iconic yeah oh and might i add uh, a lot too yeah i don't want to jump ahead or step on anybody's toes but uh uh boaten too from the thing as a (laughs) jig yeah that was a game changer so yeah well well, he also did the howling which i think was really yeah i did too yes Yes, he did. In some ways, I thought that was there were certain things when they changed. I thought it was better than American Werewolf in London. And who was he an assistant to? Oh, yeah, Rick Baker. Yeah, yeah at age fourteen. Yeah, that's yeah, like so you're getting into the whole the whole mix there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like to seeing the progression of special effects makeup. Yeah. Uh, back when I was in high school, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be an effects makeup artist. It was because of the movie Scanners. Uh, really? <laughs> Who brings yeah, in another that one? Before. Yeah. That, yeah, that, right, that, right. I understand that. That's yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dick Smith's makeup is is astonishing. Just the scene where the you know mm-hmm. his head blows up, and I saw it. I'm like, I started. I mean, I laughed, but I was like, I, my mouth was open. Like, oh yeah, my god, yeah. how did they do Dick that? Smith? I've never seen anything yeah. so visceral <laughs> before, great. let alone on a giant screen. You know, <laughs> and and from that point on, I'm like, I I have to learn how to do this. <laughs> you know, so it's awesome. But um. I, I wanted to go back and talk about Jack Pierce a little bit for, for maybe some of the inmates who don't know what Jack Pierce was famous for. He was a, you know, instrumental at, at Universal Horror and did the Dracula franchise, the Frankenstein franchise, the Mummy franchise, you know, the werewolf movies as well. The iconic And one, created yeah. so many of these iconic looks that look... I mean, you cannot imagine Frankenstein without that flathead, those bolts in the neck. You know, you just can't... I mean, this is just what Frankenstein looks like, no matter, who, you know, what depiction you have of him. It's Jack Pierce's makeup and the mummy. Right. I mean, my God, that 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 Boris Karloff makeup uh, that make him look like he's 2000 years old. It's fantastic. Um, You're right. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's, but, you know, it's a totally different experience than what you see in, in Hammer, which is OK. But these these universal and the werewolf, uh, the right. transformation of Lon Chaney Jr., I, 
You I know, think it's kind of fun that you get both of them, though. I mean, you, you know, like uh, the mummy. You you think of Karloff, but who do you see a lot though? Who when they portray the mummy is Lon Chaney Jr. Like and reaching out with his hand taped up to his chest right. and all that. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. But yeah, and same with the uh, Wolfman. You know, you think of Lon Chaney, or you think of uh, like Oliver Reed type werewolf, you know, mm. more animalistic mm-hmm. type thing. Who did the makeup for the Oliver Reed? Um, Roy Ashton. So I'd say we just talked about Rob Botten. Those movies that Rob Botten did uh, are are classics. I mean, what movies did those? Well, like The Fog, The Howling, The Thing, Legend. Um, Mm -hmm. legend. Even like he did the the makeup in those, you know, with with King Kong. Legend was pretty good. Um, I like the the makeup. And Piranha. You know, all these, all these horror. Piranha, you know, yeah, Piranha. He's also Ro- um, Robocop, Total Recall, Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did Seven yeah. and he did Fight Club. So he's Robocop, still, really? still getting, yeah, I mean, he progresses and gets better. And it's funny because if you look, you think about Robocop and uh, Total Recall, they're kind of, some of that's pretty cheesy effects, you know. Oh, but there was some yes. of the grossest oh, yes. stuff I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, some good stuff. Oh, like when mm-hmm. the back up and the truck dumps the acid on him. <laughs> you get to see the yeah. x-ray oh my god that was great yeah but the, the howling the transformation scene in the howling is is terrifying it's, re- uh, it's revolutionary too i mean there was nothing yeah. done like oh, that yeah before. you see the two transformations really the which one, one? <laughs> is the, in the in the beginning yeah. where they're in the in the movie theater you know the he's there with the, the reporter you know they're watching that that porn on the on this little screen and you see him and you see these like little pops and stuff but when you see the full transformation with the bubbling skin and i mean it looks like it's painful it looks like i it's really horrifying. yeah i liked how they yeah. kept it partial you know like he would partially transform it and he's still talking to her or that yeah like, he, and like he's taking that yeah, bullet out yeah <laughs> that yeah, was that awesome was really a, a really a good movie and and the fog is one of my favorite horror movies of all time is and, it? and yeah. Uh, yeah the 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 pirates, the disintegrated kind of pirates. And it's so simple, light and <laughs> yep. fog. Tree pirates of the 90% Caribbean. 90% of the fright, <laughs> you know, and it's, it, but, but then when you finally see the pirates, oh my God. Do they yeah, they were pretty good. good. And they kept yeah, them low it, light though, too. That which was great. Yeah. I thought. And it's almost a bloodless movie. I mean, even when yes. the people on the boat are getting stabbed or, or skewered, you really don't see blood coming out. You see more like seawater. Right. Uh, you know, from the one pirate that does get kind of stabbed and it kind of leaks out and new worms and things like that. They do but more paranormal like, stuff, too. You know, you don't really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like uh, Halloween where it's uh, almost a bloodless horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Fun. I would like a, we, you mentioned Dick Smith yeah. um, for Scanners. Um, I mean, this guy's got a pretty serious pedigree. Um, not, yeah. not just with horror. I mean, like The Exorcist is probably the first oh, yeah. time that something yeah, really, yep. really scared me. He did The Godfather. Yeah. Um, and Little Big Man, which always blew yes. me away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Good. Good. Uh, good call there. That. That's yeah. A, and the, the chest piece. You know, here he is hanging, and I, I when I saw that as a kid, I was just like, oh my god, how. Did, did he like really put these through his skin? You know, he's hanging there. I'm like, you know, it looked totally real to me. I totally bought into the fact that he was really hanging by these hooks, you know, didn't uh, he, uh, fantastic makeup. Didn't Dick Smith, he kind of like pioneered the, the, I don't want to say pioneer, but more or less the bladder stuff. No, Wasn't no, he? no. That was Blasco or whatever. Or? Oh, really? Oh, I thought that was one of his things, but I could be wrong. No, it was Joe Blasco was the bladder effect oh. and the kind of blistering and all that kind of stuff because he oh, did uh, what was it shivers? Mm. <laughs> yeah, shivers. Yeah, uh, you know Dick Smith also did mainstream. I mean, like not just the horror stuff, but his makeup in Amadeus. Yes. yes. Yeah. The oh yeah, no. Uh, you know of of Salieri uh, Salieri into this old man and. Um, the, the makeup to, to make everyone look like they were, you know, with the powdered wigs and everything, age, you know, the era appropriate. Um, yeah, he's just like an all around, you know, the Godfather, making Marlon Brando be able to have that look and still have the build, the ability to talk and give him that kind of a iconic sound to his voice because of the prosthetic appliance in his mouth. Oh, that was Brando. You know, that was all Brando. Brando that was Brando. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That wasn't. That was Brando's. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the story. Well, the story behind that is really cool because he Brando invited uh, um, Coppola over, um, and didn't say a word to Coppola. And Coppola just sat down and he just started walking around the room, started stuffing cotton swabs in his cheeks, got some uh, shoe polish and sh- and sh- uh, slicked his hair back while he was there. And he said the transformation took place right in front of him. 
Wow. Okay. That cool? That's I, I knew it was cotton in his mouth. But I didn't know it was all Brando. That's awesome. Yeah, the, but uh, yeah, I, but Dick Smith also did uh, what Altered States, which at the time was uh, another mm. one of those that was right yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And then the Hunger. So. Yeah, David, David Bowie. Yep. And, you know, the, one of the things that uh, strikes me with these makeup artists is that uh, a lot of times they're working with like the production designer. You know, so like uh, there's you can tell influences of pl- production designers on what the uh, the the artists or what the makeup artists are doing. So like stuff with Bo Welch or whatever, you know, has a very distinct ah. style, but yeah. he's not a makeup artist, uh, but everything that un- that's under him, like he's worked with Rick Baker and all these other, you know, on like Edward Scissorhands, you know, all kinds well, of and he, And he also did, uh, he was the production designer on Batman Returns, and you can see that reflected in Stan oh. Winston's makeup oh, it, yeah, for yeah. Penguin. He didn't put the nipples right. on the costume, right? No, that was <laughs> no, he did not. He, he put the stitches in Catwoman. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm so glad I'm sitting down right now. Oh, I'm standing up. Put um, to the bat pole. <laughs> yeah. well, I like uh, going to the bat cave once in a while. But uh, go, well, yeah, Stan Winston. Uh, I mean, he, he has done so many great movies of all kinds of different effects and special effects like the thing and aliens uh, monster squad mm-hmm. yep. you know, which, yep. is, which is a fun movie predator which i think he was up for an oscar for um pumpkin head you know edward scissorhands jurassic park which he did sure. win yep. uh an oscar um galaxy quest big fish you know so many big great fish I yeah, like big. Fi- I love big fish. I do so too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's like Tim Burton's take on secondhand lions. You know, that's kind of how I look at. It. It's a very similar kind of story. Galaxy Quest is good too. Yeah, yeah. Oh good. my god, Galaxy Quest is so good. Yeah, the makeup in that movie is phenomenal for for, yes. for a relatively small film. The, the mm-hmm. makeup for the the bad guy is just stunning. Oh yeah, very good. Did but somebody mention the Fifth the Element? Oh, no, no. Not. Who did that? Who did the makeup? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I don't not know. Familiar who I thought it. that was more of a European type influence yeah, I don't know. stuff. I, I like the makeup in the movie. Oh, oh it's really good. It was yeah. awesome. I, the whole movie yeah. was just fun. I, that was a good one. And you have to watch it from the beginning. You can't come in 15 yes. minutes late. Oh, and I love the beginning. The beginning is like one of my favorite parts. I, mm-hmm. the, yeah. I think that's that's pretty cool. We're talking about makeup, and I was just thinking about this. um, just popped into my head. Um, What about Edison's um, Frankenstein? Oh, yeah. Oh, what's his name? Ogilvy? Charles Ogilvy? Ogilvy or Ogilvy? Yep. So it's got a long history. (laughs) How about Lon Chaney? I mean... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Yeah. Man of a Thousand Faces, you know, just and the practical stuff he did, um, like for... for, uh, phantom of the opera he took took a piece of like adhesive tape on his nose mm-hmm. and like yeah. stretched his nose up and like ran the tape against yeah. his head and like around the top of the back of his head you know kind of to hold his nose in the place that's how he got it to hold him in place and i thought that is just brilliant yeah, he's pretty awesome yeah there were like rumors that he stuck pins in his nose to get it to stay back like what? Uh, it was just, it was tape. P- yeah, no, 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 we, tape was what I always I always heard too. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I heard. I like I heard if, if, not, if not the tape tape store is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was just and an amazing well, actor for one. And if if you ever seen the the Unholy Three, the, the yeah. talkie version, yeah. you finally get to hear what he sounds like, and which is really cool. Really yeah. rich, deep, resonant you know, voice. It's a lot deeper than but I he, thought. But he could be. change it too, just as much as he could his looks. I mean, didn't he do oh, the old yeah. lady and and uh ventriloquist doll or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Echo? Yeah. Or, really good movie. Very, very unsettling at times. <laughs> and it was uh who was the little guy? He was like from uh Freaks. From Freaks, right. Well because um, it was the a German um, guy. Um yeah, it was done the same director, uh Todd Browning. Todd Browning did both, The Unholy yeah. Three and Freaks. And the yeah. muscle guy. Wasn't the muscle guy, too? Right. Yeah, he was Hercules, I think. This was the 31 one, right? Yes. Because there was a silent version. Yes. Done yes. maybe a decade or so before. And then I think the, I've seen both of them. talkie. Yeah. But uh, yeah. The, the sound version is pretty cool. 
I had an oh, opportunity yeah. to see that. I saw that. Yeah, I really do to like hear him. So I wanted to throw into the list here Chris Wallace, who worked on one of my favorite remakes of all time, The Fly, oh, 1986. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. You did Naked Lunch. Yes, he did Naked Lunch, yeah. But the, yes. the work in The Fly is just so crazy amazing i mean it really does sell the movie because i mean up until that point you we were, were all used to help me help me <laughs> you know and i, I don't want to knock bill nye who did the work in the first one the 1958 movie i mean that was some pretty good you know effects makeup for its time but this chris wallace's work on on the remake was just just disgust beautifully disgusting i mean it was yeah. just you just you see this character just degrade over time and so the big reveal at the end and you you just can't look away <laughs> yeah it's like the, like the incredible melting man and oh something. yes you know <laughs> it just dissolves favorite. and dissolves right it's very similar yeah you got a lot of cream corn and a lot of gelatin you know gelatin and liquids <laughs> kind of oozing out of this you know jeff goldblum is he's continuing to kind of toward his own body you know yeah. much like a lon cheney would have done and uh yeah, <laughs> and then was it breaks away when the flesh all comes off, and you got that kind of you got the fly coming out at the end that 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 almost like mantis-like fly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was kind of typecasting though because uh, <laughs> Goldblum really looks like a fly. Well, maybe that's the whole idea. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Where's the PCs? Where's the PCs? Makeup? I don't need no makeup yeah. for this guy. He's perfect. I like that stuff like when he regurgitates on on the plate to like it, it dissolves food. You know, right in front of Gene Davis, he's like, it just, just kind of comes out of him, out of the blue. You know, like, oh, <laughs> that's one of the best scenes. I think. I've, so, got, like, I've got two straws. <laughs> yeah, I always hope to think like a really, really savvy director would not tell Gina Davis or keep it out of her script, and just have you know Jeff Goldblum do it, like, and have that be like a real reaction. Like that would be awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah. I always like though. I always want to hope for those moments of like real, genuine. Uh, reaction to horror and revulsion, you know. Yeah, he also did uh, special effects makeup for Scanners, uh, which is another Cronenberg, right? Um, he did Gremlins, and he also did Raiders mm -hmm. of the Lost Ark. So that whole melting, uh, mm -hmm. reverse melting or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. wax, and, I believe, right? Yeah, wax. Wax. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, and they kind of just sped up the film, shot it yeah. like for slow-mo. Yeah. But it's totally effective. I mean, it's great because the eyeballs like pop, you know, come yeah, out. Yeah, it works separately. really good. The timing, you know? they, had, they had the timing really good too. Yeah, yeah. Then they do yeah. that a lot in uh, what was that? The H Men, H Men, the the J Japanese one where they <laughs> when they dissolved all the time. Yeah, um, you know, when the goop touched them and they had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it looked like an inflatable doll with a wig on it, and they deflated it. With <laughs> <a goop on. laughs> yeah. That's so a movie. I was gonna say that's that's a movie I've been trying to find uh, to watch. Oh, really? Uh, that's 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 a uh, proves to be a tricky one to track down. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, it, I think the one that's harder. It to just find got is... released, re-released on a Blu-ray set. There are two movies: H Man, and I think there's another. It's a, a Japanese space movie, Battle Beyond Space, or something. Nice. Maybe not I'll check yeah, can you find the Human never... Vapor? Maybe that's what it got released with. Something. It was that would be awesome. I can't eat. That's the one you can't find. If yeah. I know their Toho is suck, releasing all their stuff on Blu-ray. Oh, that's cool. And Shout Factory has, usually is a good place to find yeah. it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll find I'll look for it. Oh, that would be cool. Um, but, and I like that we had mentioned before some of these makeup artists were working with others when they were like Rick Baker. You said was 14. And, right, and right. Working, working with, uh, who was he working with, Dick Smith? No, uh, oh yeah, Rick Baker was working with Dick Smith, and then it was yeah. Botine or you know, whatever you, however you pronounce yeah. it. His he was working with uh, Rick Baker. Okay, because they were both like Dick Smith also worked on The Exorcist, you know, or with I mean, sorry, Rick Baker worked on The Correct. Exorcist as well. And I like seeing how they they kind of move and and kind of work together and kind of go off and do their own things because you know because Rick Baker did Octoman, which as <laughs> as a movie that, that Octoman suit is great. But he also did the thing with two heads. Yep. You know? <laughs> and it's alive. Um the uh seventy six King Kong. Yeah, and he also worked on Star Wars. Yeah, that's a that's a classic yep. pedigree yeah, film. Yeah. London, which again between that and the and the howling, you had two two very graphic depictions of the transformation. 
And I love that scene in American War from London. Oh, I do too. Yes. Yeah. Transforming. And then you have Credence playing in the background, you know, Bad Moon Rising. It just it was so perfect. And uh, there were some really very scary, nightmarish scenes in there that were just really effective. Um, and, and then the, the comedy, like when he's in the theater, oh, yeah. killed, and they're all in varying stages of decay, especially his friend who just got killed. You got to kill yourself, you know, yeah. and everyone's just kind of rotting. That was a fun take. That, that was a really fun take. It's really great. Yeah, yeah that, that's one of my favorites. I think mainly because that was like the first time somebody said, hey, you know what? Why don't we show what it looks like? through the entire transformation sequence let's 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 kind of show this and you just kind of i remember watching that as a kid and i'm like and i'm trying to kind of reverse in some ways it kind of ruins the film because back then i was kind of a special effects nut so i'm i'm trying to reverse engineer how they're doing it but still you, you can't look away when this is happening you're like wow this is really cool mm-hmm. it's interesting because he's building off of his students uh work up from the howling you know what I mean? Like the howling starts to do that kind of stuff where you're seeing pieces of it. And then, you know, Rick Baker then takes it back and starts, you know, goes into American Werewolf in London and then expands upon that. Well, I think that goes back to showing how they were helping each other out, too. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I, th- I think that's one of the, you know, the part of what pushes the special effects community or any, you know, any of those kind of creative communities is the, what other people are doing right. and then trying to move forward they with all that. Didn't, um, Baker help out Bowden during the thing at some point. Yeah, I think they both. If you look at the credits, they're they're almost all showing up, and even like some of the stuff that Stan Winston did uh, was it Dick Smith or whatever was actually there, you know, consulting as a consulting makeup artist. Yeah, yeah. So well, in the more contemporary field, uh, Tom Sabini. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. His, Love his work on Creepshow. <laughs> Creepshow, but yeah. his, the, you know, the Dawn of the Dead is still considered the most realistic dismembering scene ever on film. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yes, I mean, I not to take away from that, because that was pretty shocking, and it still is. It still is. I, so he said, I just uh, I just <laughs> saw the scene, you know, a few days ago, and I'm like, oh, damn, that is, like, really, I mean, it's really good. Oh, no, they, in the mall when the guy gets ripped apart, like when he's at yeah, the, uh, yeah. the heart yeah. machine, the, the heart blood pressure machine. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, and then, you know, uh, Tom Sabini spawned uh, Greg Nicotero, who was his assistant. Um, and then he now does all the, like, The Walking Dead and a bunch oh, of yeah. other stuff. Right, oh, right. right. Nice. Yeah, yeah. T- Savini was one of the first people I looked at because he was contemporary when I wanted to do special effects makeup in the early 80s you know i looked right. to him because he was doing the movies that i really loved i loved dawn of the dead I'd still do it uh maybe my favorite horror movie of all time um he did like the friday the 13th which was you know excessive gore and he's still you know the master of gore kind of like whoever was doing the the effects for like herschel gordon lewis it was like that kind of <laughs> level of gore but, but, the next one up, yeah. but more <laughs> refined in a way right more realistic looking and uh, I have never seen know. it. Has anybody seen Maniac? Yes. Yeah, not for a long time, but I remember the seeing one it. his the Savini did, right? Yes. Uh, his yeah, yeah. I've never seen that. Right after Friday the Thirteenth, I think. Wasn't yeah. that like really pan for being ultra violent? I mean, wasn't that like a super nasty one? Yeah, it's pretty bad. The um, if you want to see like a, a complete story on Tom Savini, there's a documentary on Amazon called Smoke and Mirrors, the story of Tom Savini. Um, it's really good. It goes oh, through nice. his, almost his whole history. Um, and it, you learn a lot about him because uh, he's stuck around Pittsburgh. He didn't go and move out to Hollywood or any of that kind of stuff. He has a school out in, in Pens- uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Special effects yeah. And he like, uh, it's funny because, you know, yeah, he was doing all that kind of stuff, but he also did that because he was raising his daughter by himself. So rather than, sticking out in Hollywood, you know, he was making sure that he was back there still doing, you know, practicing his craft and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But and that, he also was one of the few makeup artists who transitioned over to being an actor as well. Yeah. yeah. Like Lon Chaney, I think, because that was his inspiration was Lon Chaney. So he was kind of trying to, to do what Lon, you know, Lon Chaney had done decades earlier. He did a little directing too, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did the remake of uh, Night of the Living Dead. And Which wasn't and too bad. I didn't think it was that bad. 
Yeah, for a while there, he had a he was calling for anybody to send him a script that he could act in, help do the makeup and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he was very accessible with that kind of thing. But I don't know that he ever had funding for a lot of that. He's definitely definitely right yeah. up there. Um, I mean, just some small some small ones. Uh, like one of the things about makeup is if I can be fooled as to who I'm watching, and because I don't know who it is. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Gerald Quist is a makeup artist who did. Uh, Tom Cruise's makeup on Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I know yes. this is that's a pro, but yes. I, I didn't. I, I'm, for about the first ten minutes that he's uh, keeps coming on screen, I didn't know who it was, and I kept going, "Why is he so familiar?" Well, he, and it was funny because apparently uh, Tom Cruise insisted on having hand prosthetics to make his, you know, hands his digits, you know, give him some meaty digits and stuff. Um, and it was funny. There was a point where he did something. I went. I looked over at my son and went. Uh, that's Tom Cruise. <laughs> it nice. was, but I, that makeup was just amazing. You know what I mean? Because I, I really didn't know who it was. It, it, that reminds me of, do you, anyone watch what we do in the shadows? Yeah. The yeah. Series? Yes. Did you watch last mm-hmm. week's episode? Uh, with, the, with, the, with the rival, the other vampire who comes to, to take a, to have a debt paid. <laughs> no. Uh, it, 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 when you, if you watch last week's episode, it, it there's the the guy that's another vampire who comes in and and he, this one of the vamp, vampires in the house owes him money from like 130 years ago like he stiffed his bill at a hotel or something that he stayed <laughs> and so he's like showing up to get his like three dollars or whatever you know and it took me a while to realize that the other vampire is mark hamill because you, oh, you can't you can't tell that it's him and mark hamill is so good at doing voices um <laughs> But but you're that's like, such oh, a stupid show, but I really Hamill. like it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's it, it was so great because Mark Hamill does you know the Joker for the animated series. He does all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And when you realize it's Mark Hamill and he's got this unrecognizable accent and voice, and it's just like, it's just a delight to see. And so whoever did his makeup did a fantastic job disguising him, uh, and Mark Hamill did the rest himself. But but so you're uh, that's a great show as well. You know. With, uh, <laughs> But there you go. There's you another. saw the movie. Did you Did you see the movie? Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen the movie several times. Oh, it's great. That was great. <laughs> yeah, if you like the movie, you'll really like. Yeah, the series. it's funny. I don't even know what it is. And who is that? Uh, oh, what we do in the shadows? It's like a mockumentary of these vampires living uh, who together, live in an apartment together. Yeah, and, in uh, New Zealand. <laughs> oh, is, okay, it, it, I did what? see that. It's the It's the Flight of the Concords guys, right? One of the guys. Oh, one of the guys. Yeah. Jermaine, whatever his name is. Band meeting? was <laughs> oh, That one guy was in, uh, what was that thing on Adult Swim? He played some doctor. Oh, what was that? Oh, he's one of the vampires. Yeah, they're all comedians. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. Taika Waititi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's doing like the next Star Wars movie. And then uh, the one guy has had a couple uh, shows on IFC, which I don't think have been very funny. Like He seems to, this part that he's doing for the... What we do in the shadows is good, but um, the other ones have not been so successful. But we're getting off track here. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, one of the things we were talking about was uh, production designers. Um, but there's also like the actual makeup artist that does the makeup, as opposed to the make the person who designs it. So, like with the uh, Batman Returns and Edward Scissorhands. So Edward Scissorhands, the the scissors were made by what Stan Winston, but the actual makeup was done by Bay Neal. Um, yeah, and she also did the actual makeup on Batman Returns. So like, mm-hmm. it tends to be like this collaboration of where somebody mm-hmm. designs it and somebody figures out how to make it actually happen, which well, is a neat combination too. It is. It's kind of cool to see them working like the well, collaborative that, effort. Well, that kind of goes back to uh, Paul Blaustel, doesn't it? You know, when he had uh, Bob Burns him and building this stuff and yep. creating these things out of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So who Does else anyone talk about uh, John Chambers? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 not yet. He was, yeah, he was in, yeah, pretty amazing. I mean, he's one of the few, I think, um, maybe the only one that I know of who not only did, you know, movie and TV, but he, you know, also did something, worked with the CIA, you know, yes. for a very, for the secret, you know, project of getting the uh, hostages in Iran. There were, you know, six or eight hostages there and trapped after the, uh, the students took over the embassy and oh, he yeah? was consulted to do prosthetics and makeup to 
alter the looks of these of these people who are stuck in Iran enough so they could pass and yep. you know have new new uh, IDs made and to get them out out of country. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it's that. Very, huh. Yeah, it was what if you see Argo, uh, Ben Affleck's Argo, talks about that. And yeah, it was kind of, really it was right. top secret until <laughs> very very recently, and so they yeah. released that information. Oh, isn't he associated with the Bigfoot film too? Like, isn't there the idea that he actually made the Bigfoot suit? Oh, that people like I've heard all kinds of yeah. rumors about the suit being fake. He, that he I, made it. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't. I've I'm just that. saying. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> it was a conspiracy. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah, no. So throw that out there. Life. Just to so John Chambers. <laughs> I mean, he's, I mean, he his groundbreaking. Like it was one of his earliest things he did was for Planet of the Apes. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was amazing, groundbreaking work. And I remember when he came to Cleveland, he actually did a uh, Houlihan and Big Chuck show. He came into Cleveland and did makeup on them throughout the entire you know two-hour broadcast. He was oh, doing cool. turning them into apes. So by nice. that time the show was over, they were both like in full ape makeup, which I thought was fantastic. As a kid, I was just That's like glued. Cool. So like watching the transformation over two hours was just amazing. Do you know what yeah, year that was? There, I was going to say, there's a documentary on Amazon. I think you have to pay for it. I don't think it's free. It's called Making Apes, and they talk about that entire process, and it is fascinating to watch. And uh, if you guys remember, last year at Cinema Wasteland, uh, one of the actors, uh, the let's see, he played, oh, oh which he played Lucius, uh, Lou Wagner, was there and I, I got to talk with him for a little bit because it's funny because when I, I was walking around the um, the vendor area and I saw him and I'm looking at him I'm like okay this guy looks kind of familiar then he started talking I'm like all right now I know I've, I've seen this guy before so I looked him up and I'm like oh my god the guy was in Planet of the Apes and I, I got to talk <laughs> to him you know after he he gave his little his his chat about his his work in Hollywood and he told me he goes yeah there's this documentary coming out and he goes and, and they they make me up as as an elderly lucius so he's like yeah you got to check it out it's really cool and i watched it it's it's yeah if you if you're interested in special effects makeup especially uh as groundbreaking as this one was for, i i highly recommend it it's great to watch and, and it also speaks to something i'm just uh, so Gadfly about had lucius. mentioned about um <laughs> Groups of like you know having to form these teams uh, because of the size of this film, they 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 grabbed everybody they could in Hollywood and and they they mentioned that Chambers got the uh, Academy Award for it, but no one else, and that that created a little um, <laughs> bad bad blood between Is that yeah for of, them for some time. <laughs> Is that kind of like the the Bud Westmore thing, you know, where he always got credit for yeah all of his you know his crew. You know, especially what was that woman's name? Uh, oh, she actually designed the creature. You know, did all the, but you know, Westmore oh, took the yeah. credit for it, and it, she did a lot. She had a lot of influence, I should say. It wasn't just her, but there was a couple of them. But yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I in fact, I just saw an article about her, and I can't remember what it was, but yeah, you're right. Quick but yeah, Westmore. Yeah, hmm. he always took yeah. the credit for. It. He would just he would come in and do the photo ops, and then walk off, and everybody else would be doing the. Studio Real stuff. work. Yeah, and this was after Pierce. Pierce was gone. Well, so. what else did John Chambers do? He did a, quite a bit of stuff. It's like Slaughterhouse Five, yeah. Island of Doctor mm, Moreau, right. Time Machine. Yeah, yeah, he wow. did. <laughs> no, name? that wasn't Chambers. That was someone else, wasn't it? No, uh, John Chambers did. <laughs> and uh, Blade Runner. Uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. Star Trek, Monsters, yep. um, Outer Limits, Lost in Space. Lots of, lots of TV shows that would required. Uh, attention to makeup as part of the, you know, the the plot of the show or part of the stories, you know. Yeah, he did quite a lot. He was very instrumental. And that, I like that he did so much TV makeup. I think those things get overlooked, but we don't really have those kinds of fanciful shows anymore. Like, you know, we don't have the monsters or we don't have shows like Lost in Space. I was going to say, who Short did of, Unless we did the, 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 the Orville. I'm not sure who does makeup on the Orville. I never um, hmm. I know Doug Drexler, who worked with John Caglione Jr. on Dick Tracy, um, is has joined the Orville for season three. So don't know if he's going to be doing makeup on that. He might be production. He might be working in the production department doing okay. um, special effects. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know who did the makeup on Orville. It was good stuff. It is. It is. It's very good. It's not. It's uh, other than Bordis. Most <laughs> of the makeup of the aliens, it seems kind of subtle. And then um, little things, but uh, yeah, it's it's but it's nice to see those shows where you have that practical effects. You have the latex appliances and things like that. It's kind of nice to see. Yeah, that's uh, some of the older ones where they had to rely on just the makeup and the camera. You know, I mean, like you're, even like what Citizen Kane, um, mm. the transformation mm-hmm. they do with him is really good. With uh, that's a uh, Maurice Siderman or Siderman. But uh, I think the you know I remember seeing that and thought, oh, this was done when? Yeah. Then there was uh, Ray Basham and uh, Hillbilly Bob Zombie makeup. <laughs> I know. Those weren't real. Those those weren't real zippers on his shoes. <laughs> Who would have known? Best special effect ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to hand you know, hey, hats off to uh, people doing their own effects, you know, in their own movies. So, <laughs> of course. <you> know. <laughs> Having been there myself, I understand. Yep. yep. <laughs> and it's nice when you shoot in black and white because you can buy a bottle of chocolate syrup and there's your blood. There's your blood. You know? <laughs> and you have dessert right. afterwards. Exactly. And that's what was used for blood in Psycho and in most oh. most black and white movies because oh, yeah. you, know, you can't tell that it's not yep. blood. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I learned a lesson. I remember Tom Savini in his book, Grand Illusions, uh, he talked about doing the makeup for Dawn of the Dead and said when they were shooting the film, the blood looked really great, just beautiful. And it wasn't until after they developed the film that they realized that the light and, and the way the film picked up the light on the blood made it look like tempera paint because oh. it was stage blood, uh, theater blood, not blood made for movies so and there are scenes where the blood does look like paint you know it it is not pretty Um, and I had that same kind of experience when I was shooting Sortie Sisters versus Sasquatch because some of the scenes were shot outdoors the opening the opening kill scene the blood is bright red it's gorgeous you know it was a nice batch of blood that I'd made and I took some of that same blood and shot it in a scene that took place in the cabin and it was fluorescent lighting overhead and that lighting turned the blood it made it look like barbecue sauce like when <laughs> it was all done i'm watching the video i'm like boy that even like shooting alive like the blood looks way different than it did outside and it was because the fluorescent bulb um overhead and the the kind of dingy kind of yellow covering over it but it totally affected the way the blood shows up um on video so so I guess Tom Savini and I, uh, you know, we had that connection. So there you go, Tom, right there with you, buddy. <laughs> well, what else? What other makeup uh, effects and artists are people uh, enamored with? We can throw in Carlo. Is it Carlo Rambaldi who did Alien? Oh yeah, working oh. with uh, the production designer, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ash looks amazing. You know. When I oh, only got yeah. head knocked off. <laughs> what? There's a goddamn robot. Wasn't Ribaldi the? Wasn't he like the mechanical guy? I mean, he did a lot of the mechanics or animatronics. Isn't that his thing? Or wasn't that the gist of it? I, I thought for some reason I associate him with that, and I don't know why. I'm not familiar with him. Um, what about Jack Dawn from The Wizard of Oz? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I hate that movie, but the makeup is amazing. <laughs> oh, seriously, I hate that fucking movie. I just can't stand it. <laughs> okay, this sounds like maybe an episode in and of itself. He he hates Harry. Real therapy time. He hates Harry Potter too. Have real therapy. Yeah, but the the makeup in Wizard of Oz is 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 beautiful, and um, you know from the crazy monkeys and the witch. So again, iconic. It's every you cannot unsee the witch. Or, or the main characters, the Tin Man. You cannot unsee those characters. It's beautifully done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Cowardly Lion and the Scarecrow to me are like uh, just amazing how they got everything to kind of blend with their real faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the Scarecrow. This the the burlap. Yes. You know, it just goes yes. right into the face, yeah. and you're 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 sitting there kind of, you know, you're looking for the seam line, and you don't really see it. And you're like, oh, this is just. You you think this is what 1933. 
33 and you're just like wow that's some really good stuff yeah yeah that's when it came out i'm not sure it might have been shot the year before but still same you know beautiful yeah it, it stands up you know 90 years later yeah yeah it does yeah the um yeah everything in that was really good the uh what was the other one? Oh, um the other one that i had uh that really struck me is uh, a guy named greg canham who uh he did. I don't know if you saw Hannibal, the makeup for Gary Oldman. Mm. Gary Oldman. Oh, right. okay, yeah, yeah. The where he's uh, the kind of the sliced up victim of uh, Hannibal that's yeah. trying to get back at him. But he also did uh, the actual makeup in uh, Dracula, uh, Bram Stoker's oh, Dracula. Is, oh, nice. That's, yeah, that's gorgeous. Yeah, and he yeah, also did. I don't like the movie, but Mrs. Doubtfire looked pretty good. <laughs> oh, you don't! Why not? It, it looked great. It yeah. looked great. Yeah, it did, yeah. And he also did Benjamin Button. So if you ever seen that, I mean, it's that's pretty amazing. And they tried to stay away from digital effects as much as possible. I was going to bring in, uh, you know, the whole digital age, and you know how how that has impacted makeup. <laughs> because, really? You know, yeah. It, that you know that that there's a whole area in there that becomes yeah. You know, and there's considered one guy that's like the guy for that kind of blending of makeup and digital, and that's uh, Richard Taylor of Weta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did like uh, District 9. Um, he oh, did right. uh, Thor Ragnarok, Blade Runner, obviously Lord of the Rings, because, you know, and all the, all the Weta, stuff. Weta, is that Peter, Peter Jackson? Jackson's, right. yeah. Peter, yeah. Yeah. Who's the other one? Yeah. Oat yeah, Studios? Good. Some good stuff. Oh, it's amazing because you can't really tell a lot of times. Um, and yeah. I still, yeah. I like, I like the movies that still choose to do as much uh, real effects, Practical like effects, yeah. physical, yeah, yeah. yeah physical mm-hmm. effects. Um, like uh, Underworld, you know, they may be cheesy movies, but those, uh, you know, they are those are built werewolf outfits. You know what I mean? That they then blend with, you know, using CG later when they're moving around and doing stuff. But even some of the stuff isn't CG. Like they have those where the werewolves are crawling down the hallway on the ceiling and stuff. Those are, that's all practical. They've got those guys yeah. hanging on, you know, uh, wires and tracks and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's great. You know, one of my favorite um, mixtures of like, um, you know, practical and digital was um, Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. When yeah. you get oh, yeah. that, when you get that reveal, when he's talking to Gordon, he, pull, and he finally turns his head over and you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> you're like, wow, that yeah. is gruesome that is just terrible that, that's dick that, tracy that's connor yeah. that that uh that art makeup artist is connor o'sullivan he did both practical he also did the joker right did he also do the joker yes yep yeah he did which is really creepy which is practical very, effect yeah he developed a whole new creepy. technique with that that was some sort of like uh, lightweight press on uh latex Nails. that were that was much more expressive and didn't like you know breathe really well all that kind of stuff so oh on the other That's end of cool. the spectrum, to the to the bad use of CG for, <laughs> I, will, I will I will take us to a movie called I still know what you did last summer, <laughs> where the hapless victims are sitting around a table and I see the killer coming around with like a knife, I think cuts cuts one of the people uh, slashes their throat, and and the globs of blood come out, but it's like purple. <laughs> the blood is purple. It's it it looks horrible. I'm thinking, you mean you couldn't just get a condom full of fake? You couldn't get caro syrup and red food coloring <laughs> and a few drops of blue food coloring, and you can't make your own damn blood? Seriously, oh, you know, yeah. is it because these actors didn't want to get covered in sticky blood for a while, or you know, come on, what is this? Probably, <laughs> probably. I, that's the way actors are are uh, Doctor Head, aren't they? <laughs> I, <laughs> there's a there's a jab from the past. Oh, that was prima donnas. But we can only do that one time. I think we had to do it. The uh, first see, time. see, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's think, the actor's justification. Well, t- hey, I loved it. It turned out great. And I just it's because no, because we did You guys were all laughing. We <laughs> didn't <laughs> have chocolate syrup. We did not have chocolate syrup. <laughs> we had to mix up uh, ketchup and something. <laughs> Ketchup and but it was, what, and there was a the, there was the classic example that we didn't know ratios, you know, and mixture, because yeah. it came out real thin. You know, it yes. it looked good when we shot it, but on film, it was too thin. You know, yeah. you were yeah. anemic. 
<laughs> well, we did that, we did this, we did the same thing in uh, the ref at Swamp Monster with Ray Basham, and Ray hooked up a, a whole rig, you know, to have the spray come out when he was shot, and uh, I, I had a good saying, blast out of it. But, uh, and I kept saying to him, I said, you know, Ray, I, said, I did this before. I said that's too thin. I said it's not, you're we're not ever even going to hardly see it on film. He goes, no, this will mm-hmm. be fine. This will be fine. And we shot mm-hmm. it, and it was too thin. I added, I just added some, you know, CG blood because it's so fast. Right. And And it's available. Blended it a little bit. And it makes the puff makes the, the, whatever the stuff fly out. So it looks like you get shot. Yeah. 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 As you could see on Monster Party Beach, the first couple kills, I was mixing blood. It was a little thicker. Yes. And and I ran it through a series of tubes. I went and bought a bunch of tubing from the local hardware store, just filled it up. And then I had the actors off off, uh, shot blowing all at the same time. (laughs) So they were blowing this blood (laughs) through these different tubes. You could even hear like the bubbles gurgling at the end of each take. And then I found an old paint stick that I had had. And I realized, oh, my God, I can get like a half a gallon of blood in this thing. And usually it's like, hello using that as a like a big plunger and then thinning the paint down a little bit you could get like a half a gallon of blood so i call it the blood bazooka and then toward the end like the last couple last kill there's this this wonderful girl oh my god we just drenched her we must have done eight or ten takes because it was just so much blood and gore she just she thought it was great because it still had the i used some you know caro syrup and stuff like that so it was kind of sweet and uh oh but we drowned her oh, it was just amazing and then but it looks good it mm. looks so good it just goes on and on it's like five or six shots i'm like i can't i can't not show all these these are just these are too gory <laughs> just enamored with my own excess as always <laughs> hey feather what was the one where we did the the cheerio one where we had to get the blood to come up to your oh, fingers furios. yeah oh, your yeah. furios where we we had that tube up between your fingers. Yeah, but if, yeah, and we were we trying to pump the blood up there. No, we did it. And I got There again, you know, there's editing because we got it, and it, you know, the shot was, you know, quick and. Oh no, that was just the process. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. just laughing. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've, we've got a history of doing it too. That's for sure. <laughs> and makeup. Hey, I think Doctor Tar's makeup is some of the best makeup out there in the horror hosting community. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Improv. And. And there is no better mustache than delicious. <laughs> that that mustache came from a trimmed Birkin. So <laughs> that's called the twerkin. Right. Trimmed Merkin is a twerkin. <laughs> yes. Merkin trimmings. Wait a minute. Merkin trimmings. <laughs> that's the name of my new al- album. Merkin trimmings. <laughs> Merkin Okay, does anybody else have any more uh, uh, makeup uh, special effects they'd like to call out? I don't know. Is there Speaking anybody of else? Merkins? <laughs> <laughs> nice special effects makeup there. Good segue, Camp Labyrinth. What Pan's Labyrinth? Oh, because that's a lot of practical makeup there. That's uh, yeah. Who did that? That's uh, David Murdy and Montseribe. Um, with the, you know production designs by uh, Guillermo del Toro, who was yeah. a makeup a special effects artist in Mexico. Yes, oh. I, his stuff's always got a very exciting look yeah. to it, and it's memorable and unique. And I love that he's a, a monster fan; that he's a horror movie fan. Oh, he loves them, yeah, you know. yeah. So. When his uh, even like you know with stuff like with Hellboy, um, that mm. make, that makeup and costume, um, the only thing that we really see of uh, um, uh, Ron Perlman are his eyelids and his you know, his eyelids because he's got like pres- the yeah stuff over his eye eyes and stuff everything, but everything is covered. Yeah. He's covered. But it's obvious. But it still looks like Ron Perlman though. Well, that's yeah. a, you know that was uh, they based that off. They found an old mask from his days as uh, Beauty and the Beast. And that's what they based the mask for Hellboy off of. Nice. Was oh. that old prosthetic. Oh, that's interesting. Ma- I didn't know that. Mask as old as time. <laughs> 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 yeah, and the only, only other, other one that uh, really st- uh, stuck out to me was Hellraiser. Um, I think like the... Yeah, the Pinhead. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Bob, uh, it was all right. Bob Keane with the designs, you know, by... Uh, what's his name? The director, writer... Oh, 
Clive Barker? Yeah, Clive Barker. Okay. Did Davis mention um, who did the makeup for Basket Case? Oh, Frank, the, the Frank Honecker movie. Uh, who did the? Who oh. did that? I, I don't know. I yeah. thought he did. Maybe not. Yeah, because mm. that you know we th- talk about that, but we also should talk about killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> yes. Well, that, yeah, it's really creepy makeup. It's good, and then the practical effects. I love the the gun that shoots out the you know the popcorn, uh, popcorn, <laughs> and like big cotton candy cocoons. You know, so oh, it's great stuff. Basket case was John Kiglione Jr. We talked about oh, him earlier. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. Nice. That's right. Yeah. Oh, the, the Chido brothers, isn't it, for the yep. killer clowns? Yeah, because they yep. were makeup effects yeah. artists, right? Yes. They decided yes. to make a movie. Yeah. Another door! <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's I a lo- very fun Fe- movie. Feather, I yeah, know you don't like that movie. We covered that movie in an episode yes, a while back. I know you hate that movie, but oh, yeah. it makes me laugh. I, I it's kind of like the ghost it. in the Mr. Ch- Mr. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, it's nothing like the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Don not stars in both movies. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. Other than that, I mean, the only other people that Don not. Oh, do, do you remember <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Hunchback from Notre Dame? Uh, the uh, what was it? Um, what's his face? The, the Charles Lawton one? Yeah, the Charles, Charles Lawton. Lawton. That was uh, Mel Burns yeah. and uh, Perk yeah. Westmore. Yeah. Yes. The oh, the Westmore yeah. brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Westmore strike yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they completely disfigured it, but realistically. Like, you you know, it was hard to, you know, it's hard to look at, but Charles Lawton, you know. It, it's oh, he was good. I, he was good. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a very effective look. And, and yeah. I think it, maybe the, I think the best version Absolutely, the best version. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, without yeah. a doubt. The sympathy and empathy you feel towards—I uh, cry, I cry. I used to cry at yeah. the end of that film every time. Yeah. Oh, it's it is. It's this Alan, you know. And as much as I liked the one with Mandy Patinkin and uh, Salma Hayek, <laughs> I'd like to look at Salma Hayek. Charles Lawton, yeah, it gets me in the feels, man. <laughs> well, in a different way than Salma Hayek. Does, but so. I did. But I did like Lon Chaney's look though, too. Seniors. I, I did like his look. His yeah. Look. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what. Oh, it's uh, the Elephant Man. David. Oh, Lynch. that was uh, Wally Schneiderman. Schneider. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. one. That was incredible. I did my homework, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> he has like two pages of notes. It's oh three, sorry four. Front and back. Well, there, there again, that's a you know all of that stuff. Who's who's the major influence though? When you're Long, talking, Lon Chaney Senior. I don't know. Michael. Jackson? Oh, no, when you're oh I, no, I was, when you're talking about uh, 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 Lynch's movie. Oh yeah, the Elephant Man. Yeah. Yeah, all influenced by Lynch's vision. Oh, okay. I, I'm like, is this a trick question? Sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> that that's just that was just my point. Right, right. The um the visual style, yeah. yeah. Has his, uh, well, and you know, when I was looking these up, I was just like trying to think, okay, which ones are iconic, and then which ones are ones that I really remember seeing the visual, and then I really didn't know who did the the actual makeup for that kind of stuff. Um, so I like, like I said, anytime somebody fools me or they do something really subtle, I think like, uh, what is it? Looper, uh, where they made, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt look more like, um, what's his name? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Just the kind of subtle ways they did his eyebrows and his eyes and all that kind of stuff to, to actually make it look like he, it's a younger version of him. That was a Katsuhiro Tsuji. Well, that's interesting you bring that up because most people, you know, what we're talking about and what's, we're, you know, like these outstanding special effects makeup, you know, but the, you know, the real makeup artists, you know, to make those subtle changes where you don't know their makeup. It's just like the, you know, just striving for that in a movie. And I'm trying to think of one, you, you were talking about Dick Smith and, uh, you know, uh, Little Big Man. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, that's trying to... Yeah, but not trying to be intrusive, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's trying to be intrusive into a movie, but it just, yeah, that 
heightened sense of realism to it. I also think it's the actor, you know, that's wearing yes. the makeup. You uh-huh. know, it's got to be sold uh, at the same time that it's being shown. So it's. Uh, I think that's one of the things about Little Big Man that's really good. I think it's one of the things about uh, The Godfather. You know, yeah, uh, just them the way they act and move around and, and that kind of stuff. I would put Planet of the Apes in that group too. They they all yeah. you know kind of had to had to do have some. Uh, work done to get them to move right but I, I remember reading that uh, Roddy McDowell started kind of playing with the makeup that, that like kind of little scrunch that he does with his nose I mean they he started doing that and then ever they're like oh whatever we got to do more of that you know everybody pointed so he was right. figuring out how to work with the makeup after he got it on <laughs> yeah that's well, great when who is his who is his wife so, who so played that was his trademark who played his wife Oh, that was Kim Hunter. Kim Hunter. Kim Hunter. Yeah, she was great because her eyes. Like, if you watch her eyes in that movie, like the makeup just goes kind of goes away uh, because, and that's what I think is kind of creepy. Uh, Well, not creepy, but it's just disconcerting. Is that they have human eyes and chimpanzees don't? And you know, they they did that here recently with the more three D or the uh, um, where they have Caesar. You know, Mm come back with the more modern ones. His eyeballs are human eyes. They're not uh, ape eyes. You know, right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody have anything else they'd like to mention? Speaking of intrusive makeup, I I watched the, <laughs> the Beyond yesterday. Oh, that's so. a good one. Which which one? <laughs> nice. The, the Beyond with the, the pineal gland. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's been a long time nice. since I'd seen that one. Yeah. yeah talking about intrusive. Stuart Gordon. When the, those wormy eyes come out of their foreheads. It's just awesome. It's like, oh. The pineal. The pineal. Yeah. Oh, and that big, uh, yeah, that was great. That was pretty gooey. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right. I the think resonator. It's, I think it's time to round out this episode. We've been gabbing for quite a while. Yeah, almost an hour. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Dr. Tar. This is Professor, not a Stan Winston creation, Feather. This is the Midnight Abbey Boutine, Gadfly. This is I'm Not American, Dr. Head. And this is Maybelline, or it could be <laughs> the Blue Fed. <laughs> <laughs> and you are listening to um, Unstained Radio. Which we forgot to say at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> we did. I did. I forgot to say <laughs> it. We were just too excited to get into the subject. Yeah, we wanted to talk about makeup. It was on purpose. Makeup application, makeup sex, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> makeup sex. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Before and after. <laughs> Oh, that's the special effect. Yeah. Generally, sorry or after. My, it's my post-coitus monologue. I'm sorry. I cry. I'm so sorry I cry afterwards. It's chapter three of the penis apologies. <laughs> chapter four. Chapter four, genetics. Where can you find us? <laughs> Right here. You can find us on Twitter. <laughs> Radio, Radio Unsane. Are we on Instagram? Do we tweet? We are not on Instagram, no. But we tweet. Do we tweet? Do we tweet? Oh, we tweet. <laughs> <laughs> we tweet. Oh, Lord, do we tweet? <laughs> we are super tweet. <laughs> We're on the Facebooks. All of us are on the Facebooks. All yeah. over it. All over Write to us. Yeah. We'd love your letters. Please keep them coming. Unsaneradio <laughs> at gmail.com. Our website is, is unsaneradio.com. I'm, I will say it again. Go look at the pictures there. They're beauteous. I, I can't see um, the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Psycho Cinema, 
on Facebook. Mark Justice Writer. We Freaks. Yep. Tar and Feathers Psycho Cinema. Dot com. No, no. <laughs> Tar and Feather. I missed my, I missed my after, lines. After, after, <laughs> I just went and looked at the site and I went, oh, Jesus. And I had to like spend three hours fixing it. So, so go it's there. Still broke. Tar and Feather. You can go there and it, especially if you want to know anything about Edgar Allan Poe, go to our site. It is the perfect place to find all Poe information. And all of our favorite sites, merkinjerkin.org. <laughs> That's dope. It's dot OMG. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>